Welcome to the Empowered with Erica podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis, and I'm an empowerment coach, mindset mentor, personal development enthusiast, and holistic health advocate. I have spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you are looking to heal, to be inspired, to uplevel your life, and become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story and to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you're diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Empowered with Erica. It's your host, Erica, here, and I'm so freaking excited to dive into today's episode. Y'all, I even took notes. I have notes for this episode. That's how excited I am to talk about this subject. So I just read an amazing book recently called The Audacity to Be a Queen by Gina DeVee, and it is so freaking good, guys. If you are a woman, you need to read it. If you have a woman in your life, you need to gift it to her. It is such a freaking empowering, amazing book that I really wanted to touch on this topic of what does it mean to be a queen and how to be the queen of your life. So I'm going to pretty much everything I'm referencing in this episode is going to be from that book. Okay, y'all. So I just wanted to give you guys that heads up that a lot of this is coming from Audacity to be a Queen by Gina DeVee. Okay, I did not come up with all this on my own. But what made me pick up the book in the first place? So one of my mentors, Shani, she had recommended this book and then someone else in our business had recommended this book. And I have been on a journey in the past, I'd say year, six months to a year where I've really been leaning more into my feminine side, embracing femininity, and learning more about the divine feminine. I want to do a whole episode about the divine feminine and the divine masculine and leaning into that. But that's like what sparked my interest. I was like, oh, interesting. Like, what does it mean to be a queen? I don't know. I like that concept though. And so in her book, Gina talks about how a queen is a woman who lives a life worthy of her calling and how basically it's an empowered approach to life that is a blend of both masculinity and femininity. And I'm going to probably talk more about this in an episode that is dedicated just to the concept of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. So we'll do a deeper dive of that, but we'll touch on it a little bit. And something that she said in the book, this is a direct quote, and I, it really resonates with me, um, how women have been taught to strive for success in a masculine way, being overly responsible and reasonable, working all of the time, thinking they need to be constantly doing rather than being, looking more into spreadsheets than our own hearts. And I was like, damn, that is so freaking true. And I think that's honestly why in the past year or so, I have been feeling a shift in my alignment and in my energy because I've been stepping more into my feminine versus my masculine. And I think a lot of that is because, you know, I spent so many years in that masculine energy. One, because let's be honest, society really 
really tells women, like, it's such a contradiction of, okay, you have to be this, like, pretty girl, you have to be this sexy woman, you have to be this and that and this and that, and an amazing mother and an amazing friend and a homemaker, but at the same time, you also have to be a boss babe and have a career and do this and do that, and it's just a freaking lot. Can anyone else relate? It's a lot, and it's like, what the hell is expected of me? I do not even know nowadays, right? But then I, when I was diving into my spiritual practice, I started hearing about this concept of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And again, I want to do a whole episode on it, but essentially, um, the divine masculine is more about doing and more about giving, where the divine feminine is more about receiving and more about being, right? So really stepping into that being mindset is how you're able to step more into your feminine side. And I think that's, again, one reason why I've been feeling kind of a shift in alignment is because let's think about my job. I work in athletics. It's a lot of go, 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 BBB, a lot of masculine, or sorry, do, 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 not BBB. Um, It's a lot of masculine energy, right? I mean, one, it's just traditionally a lot of men in the field. Even working in a women's sport, there's a lot of men in charge and in the field. And I will say in athletic training specifically, there's been a shift where it's a lot more women. But it's a lot of women that kind of have to operate in more of a masculine way, right? So anywho, I just have really noticed this shift. And so something I've been trying to do is get better at receiving, which is not easy. Okay, because something else she said in the book, and I definitely have experienced this, is too many women have been shamed for knowing they're meant for more and wanting best for themselves and for their families. And actually, I was just having a conversation with someone this morning about this topic of how basically we're constantly worried about like what other people are thinking about us. And so many women are scared to just be their authentic self because they're scared of the judgment that they're giving or they're getting from other people. So one thing I have to say is stop giving other people the power. Stop giving other people that power of potentially judging you. Like, stop giving them that power. But stopping to give people that power, stop giving away that power, can be really difficult to do, right? It's not necessarily an easy thing, but how many times do we stop ourselves from doing something we really want to do or we're really interested in just because we're scared of other people's judgment? And that's because so many women have been shamed for years for the desires of their heart. And so really focus on your contribution and your connection to others. So becoming, another quote she said is, becoming a queen is about developing the fierceness to change our relationship with what's possible, having the power to see things not as they are, but as they could be, and cultivating the audacity to say no to the status quo. The dang status quo. What what a concept. It truly does not align. The current status quo does not align, in my personal opinion, with being a queen and with women stepping into their feminine side. And that's, okay, also, I mean, I'm going to do a whole podcast on this. I, I just have to because I have too much to say about the topic. But just stepping into your feminine side does not equal weakness, okay? So let's, like, get that on the table right now. If anything, what I love about this concept of being a queen, it is really the blend of the feminine and the masculine and allowing yourself to be that feminine woman that you want to be or like embrace that feminine side that you have 
while still being powerful because when like queens are fucking powerful right and you any one of us can do that any one of us can be the queen of our own life we just have to own that role right so the world has deemed it irresponsible for women to take risks to be wild to be outrageous and passionate and courageous enough and to go for things that are big and that inspire us that's like a quote i just uh, paraphrased it from the book but it's so freaking true how many times have especially in your life if you're a woman think about the times in your life have you been told mm, do you want to take that risk that's a little scary that's a little irresponsible and let's look at like i'm sorry i'm not trying to play this card but let's just play this card how many times are the men in your life that you know told that very fucking rarely very 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 rarely but for some reason society tells us tells us women to not think big and to not play big and to keep us small and that is absolute garbage so another quote from the book is the limited status quo has shown us how to behave and think and when we feel wrong guilty or even ashamed for desiring what we've been naturally designed for so why do so many of us feel guilty or ashamed for desiring the things that we want in our heart and honestly I even am seeing this guys right now with you know more women that are leaning into the more traditional role of being like um, a homemaker is that the proper term for it I'm not sure like staying home raising kids maybe not having a quote career or a quote job but being a homemaker is a freaking full-time job people okay so let's like stop shaming women who want that let's stop shaming women and let's stop putting all these expectations on women to do and be everything at all times because that is just garbage not everyone can do everything at all times in the status quo of what we've been told to think and behave and want we've been told that we should want all these things and a lot of women are realizing hey maybe I actually don't fucking want that maybe I don't want to work 60 hours a week at a career that I don't like and not see my kids ever guess what if that's you that's fucking okay that is okay it's okay to not want that if anything one thing I've realized in the past like six ish months maybe more is that things that I used to want aren't necessarily my goals anymore my priorities have shifted and I think a big part of that has been because I've been stepping I didn't know about this concept of being a queen but I have been stepping into my queenhood or whatever you want to call it I've been stepping into this role of being the queen of my own life I really think it's an amazing way to describe what I've been trying to do in the past year or so right and learning and what I loved about this book and this is why I really recommend it I'm gonna go into a couple concepts that she talks about but I don't want to spoil it like y'all need to go read the book okay it is incredible and you'll get so much from it but there are just so many things that we can do to be the queen of our lives and um, another little quote she said was dreaming big and this mindset of like dreaming bigger and wanting more is the necessary foundation for you to live your epic life your most aligned life I talk about this a lot is living the most aligned life for yourself and I believe that when women step into this role of being a queen and she compares like being a princess to versus being a queen and she has all these different archetypes that kind of prevent us from being a queen and this is I'm not gonna dive into those that's like you gotta read the book for that but I resonated with so many different one of them and there I recognized ways that I didn't even realize I was like limiting myself which is again why I recommend this book for so many women because 
it's just an empowered approach to living. And that's the whole point of this podcast is empowering yourself to live your most aligned life and to step out of your comfort zone. And being a queen, guys, is not going to be comfortable. Okay, it might be the most aligned version of yourself, but that does not mean that you're going to be in your comfort zone all the time. Because guess what? Do you think queens um, stayed in their comfort zone? Hell no, they did not. And she talks about Queen Esther in the book. And you should dive into that story if you don't know the story of Queen Esther. But essentially, she had to risk her life and go against the grain. And she saved her people, which was amazing. Do you think that was comfortable for her? No, it was not comfortable for her. And so many different women, so many women that like we look up to in society, we look up to them because they played big. They did not play small. They did not allow the status quo to stop them. And I think that's something as women we really need to be mindful of and remember like it is okay to go against the status quo. It is okay to have desires on your heart and to dream big. You are allowed to do that. And what I love is this book shows you like how to take full ownership of that in your life. So I did write down a couple different um, couple different concepts she talks about that help you step into being a queen. So like I said, if you really want a deep dive of this, if you really want to know more, go read the book, okay? Because I am getting a lot of this from that, but I did want to go over a couple topics because I know not everyone is going to read the book, right? So the first thing she talked about, or one of the first things, like early on in the book, she talks about leaning into your spirituality and how essential it is for you to be a queen. And something she says is align your mind with the truth of unlimited possibility and your desire to make an impact. And that I am open to receiving insights that lead me to my highest self. And so everyone has a different like relationship with spirituality. And that could be traditional religion. That can be kind of your own thing. That can be more on the spirituality versus religious realm. And I know that um, I have a complicated uh, relationship with religion, but I definitely feel like I have a pretty deep spiritual practice that's just continuing to grow and grow and grow. And I've noticed that the deeper I'm diving into my spirituality, the more I have noticed that I feel empowered to be the queen of my life or to step into my feminine side and to be that divine feminine. Because especially in kind of what I do, a lot of it is about receiving and about trusting which is 100% stepping into your feminine. And in the episode, we're going to talk about how both men and women have both feminine and masculine qualities and how that it's the balance of both. Because we all pretty much need both sides. Like, even men need to know how to receive. Men need to know how to trust. Okay? And I'm not going to go into like, oh, what is a man? What is a woman? Like, that's not a, that's not a topic we're going to go into in this top, in this like podcast. But I just want to talk about like, so please don't be offended by me using the word woman, okay? Because it's not meant in an offensive way. I just felt the need to put that out there. But as both men and women in the traditional wording of it have both feminine and masculine qualities, right? And so leaning into your feminine side, what is traditionally called the divine feminine, that receiving side really I have noticed allows me to live in flow and honestly guys has increased my quality of life 
And that can be hard to do in a hustle culture, in a do-do-do culture where you need to just constantly be on the go and doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that. And here's the thing, guys. When you're a queen, you still get your shit done, but you do it in a way that aligns with receiving. And a big part of that is trusting and being open to receiving all that you desire. And that there's a big part of that, like with manifestation. And one thing I've noticed is the deeper I'm di- I dive into my moon magic practice and into my meditation, the better I am at receiving and the better I am at just allowing and trusting. Another great book is um, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. I believe so freaking good. So good. Talks all about trusting. So if you're looking at like spirituality versus like religion, I'm not the person to go to for religion. But if you're looking more at like spirituality, I would look into that book. Um, I'd also recommend the Moon Magic course that I do with with Shani Thompson. It is incredible. So the next thing she talks about is, again, leaning into your femininity. So the purpose is to receive, to dream, to lean into your sixth sense, to be creative. There's all these qualities of femininity. And again, I'll go into that in another podcast episode. But the biggest thing is being versus doing and being open to receiving. And I don't want this to sound like, oh, I just sit there and I just wait for shit to happen and I just wait for things to come to me because that's not how it works. And that's what a lot of people get wrong in uh, manifestation because you need to take aligned action. You need to take action in your life. I can't manifest a fucking podcast and never press record. That's not how this shit works, right? If I wanted to make a podcast, I had to do the dang thing. I had to look up the software I needed. I needed to buy the microphone. I needed to figure out what I wanted to talk about. I needed to figure out how to get it online. And I needed to then market it, right? So I didn't just manifest a podcast. I didn't just dream and receive. But I did lean into the nudge that the universe gave me to start one. And I did lean into, I was open to, okay, how do I create this? And then, honestly, guys, like, I don't want to say it was easy, but I found the resources pretty quickly. And then when I decided to start it, like, I had a lot of people listen and a lot of people support. And guys, like, getting your guys' texts has been so meaningful to me, and I just appreciate it so much. I got one the other day, um, yesterday, actually, from one of my friends that was like, thank you so much, like, for making me look forward to Thursdays. I love seeing your podcast on my feed, right? And so... A big part of that, I don't know if I would have ever started this and one that meant so much. So like, shout out to you. You know who you are. I so appreciated that. But um, a big part of that is I don't know if I would have started this podcast if I hadn't started leaning into my feminine side and allowing myself to be open to what the universe was going to provide, right? So then another concept she talked about was having this queen mindset. And so she really talked about with like Esther. So she uses the story of Esther a couple times in this book on how Esther was really good about having judgment on when to speak up and when to let a situation play out. And so I do think that with being a queen, you know, you do, like I said, you can't just sit and wait around for people to make things happen in your life. Like you have to make things happen in your life, but it's also having that judgment and having that queen mindset of, When is it time to speak up? When is it time to let things play out? When is it time to stand up for myself? When is it time to observe? 
And it's that dance of, you know, speaking and listening. You have to do both. You have to be able to observe. You have to be able to be aware of your surroundings. You need to be able to practice that judgment and to have good judgment. So having that queen mindset is really important. And I love this little quote she also said. And it was, if you are thinking high vibrational thoughts during difficult times, you'll magnetize high vibrational solutions. How freaking empowering is that? Because I know a lot of times that when we're going through a difficult time, it is so easy to go in a downward spiral. It is so freaking easy to be low vibe. And I know sometimes that may sound corny to people, but you got to keep the vibes high. You got to keep the good vibes. And I think that's why, so my friend Micah, um, he, I worked with him when I was in high school and he always like said high five and he would always like high five you. And I actually got a high five tattoo after he passed away because it just kept like, it reminded me to keep that positive mindset. And I just love that because it was such a good example of keeping the vibration high. And I remember, you know, um, I had seen him at work after a family member had passed away and I had actually recently got injured in my sport and like, I was not having a good time and he kept the vibration high and he helped me to raise my vibration as well. And so when you have a high vibration, it really helps to find the solutions that you need. And when you keep the vibes high, it helps you to also come up with high vibe solutions and it helps you to figure out what you need to do versus if you like sit in those low vibes, if you sit in the negativity, if you sit in that state of like non-gratitude, whatever the opposite of a state of gratitude is, if you stay in that state, it's going to be really hard to come up with solutions that will be beneficial. You know what I'm saying? So I really recommend that staying in a high vibe state because you will find those high vibrational solutions. So the next thing she talked about, um, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically was allowing yourself to be seen. And again, like this is something I did with this podcast because I was really freaking scared to start this podcast, guys. I was. I was scared to share it on social media. I was scared to share it with my friends. Because so many of us have this conditioning and these traumas and these shadows that make it really scary to allow yourself to be seen and to be seen for who you truly are. We all have this conditioning from, I think I've talked about it in the past, um, where we all have these conditionings where, you know, you allowed yourself or we have these perceptions from how we grew up. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I was like kind of struggling with words there for a minute. We all have this conditioning that kind of shaped who we are today. And we have all we all have our own shadows and potentially our own traumas that we need to work through. And once you address those, it helps you to allow yourself to be seen for who you truly are. And a queen allows herself to be seen. It is okay to be seen. It is okay to step into your power. Actually, it's more than okay. It is highly encouraged. Step into your freaking power. You know, like the saying or whatever kids say nowadays, like slay queen or whatever. I don't know if people even say that anymore, but you know how people used to say that? But seriously, allow yourself to be seen. Allow yourself to be authentically yourself. And that's like a big part of why I started this podcast was to empower people to be your fucking self and to step into your power. And allowing yourself to be seen is a key 
key part of that. And it's a scary part. It's a difficult part. I struggle with that myself. I like to kind of be behind the scenes, honestly. But that's just not really how I'm made. <laughs> and so allowing myself to be seen and knowing it is okay and knowing that doesn't make me showy or it doesn't make me this or it doesn't make me that. Like all these stories that you're telling yourself that are making you scared to be seen, kick them to the fucking curb and that's difficult. So I'm not saying that that's easy. I know that's not easy to do. But when you allow yourself to be seen, it's really powerful and it also empowers others to allow themselves to be seen too because we are all queens in our own way, queens and kings in our own way. She'll talk, she also talks a little bit about being a king. I kind of hope she does a whole book on that because I think that'd be really cool for the men in our life. But um, anywho, we all have different gifts that the world needs. And, and when you allow yourself to be seen, you are allowing your gifts to be expressed and to be in their full power. And I love that because then we all are meant for something and we all have strengths and we all like, we need to share those with the world. I mean, I guess you don't need to, but like I highly recommend sharing your gifts with the world guys, because I need the gifts that you have, just like you need the gifts I have. And we all have different ones. We all have different ones and allowing yourself to be seen is just a crucial part of that. Next thing that's crucial is to stop being a freaking people pleaser, which is really hard. I have been a people pleaser most of my life, and a lot of that stems from trauma because I was scared, oh, well, if people are unhappy with me, they'll leave. If people aren't pleased with what I'm doing, they'll leave or they won't love me anymore. That's like a story I've had in my head or I won't be good enough. That's a story I've had in my head for a very long time. But it is so incredibly important to be able to put yourself first. And not in a selfish way, not in a greedy way. And it also, it does not make you selfish or greedy to put your needs first. And especially for caregivers, whether it's like a caregiver um, like job or if maybe you're a caregiver in your personal life, maybe with a family member or your mother or your father or whatever, if you're a caregiver, like a lot of caregivers struggle with this because they constantly feel the need to give, give, give more, more, more. And that's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to be a caregiver, right? But you still need to make sure that you are allowing your needs to be met. You know what I'm saying? So one thing she said that I love, she's like, why do we find ourselves so afraid of inconveniencing someone with our desires and yet have no problem inconveniencing ourselves and sacrificing our own needs? And I was like, oh shit, mic drop. Mic drop. So I'm going to repeat that. Why do we find ourselves so afraid of inconveniencing someone with our desires and yet have no problem inconveniencing ourselves and sacrificing our own needs? So why do we do that? Why are we so scared that our own needs and our own desires are going to be an inconvenience for someone? Because when we do that, we are not allowing ourselves to be seen. We are not allowing ourselves to step into our power. And so I have a couple episodes on topics that help you do this. Um, I talk about boundaries a lot, um, but especially if you reference episode six, which I think was April 14th, and that's all, I forget the title of it exactly, but it's all about how when you start a healing journey, it's probably going to like affect your relationships. And when a healing journey is such a good example of this, because guess what? When you're on a healing journey, you're probably going to piss some people off. But like I say in that episode, your healing journey is not for them, it's for you. 
just like your desires is not for them, it's for you. And yes, likely, if you are stepping into your power and stepping into your desires, you actually will probably be giving your gifts to the world and really benefiting other people. But you're also doing it for you, and that is okay. You are allowed. I also really recommend episode 7 seven um, from April 21st. Wow, I can't talk today. Episode 7 from April 21st. I really recommend, and it's all about setting a standard for your life and sticking with it. Because again, when we set standards and we set boundaries, it helps us to stop being a people pleaser. So I really recommend those two episodes. Okay, next she talks about comparison. And she says, no one is you and queens empower each other. We do not tear each other apart. No one is you. Okay, and I think especially in today's society and today's culture, we often get stuck in the comparison trap, especially with social media. Because it's just a highlight reel. Most of the times, people are just sharing all the good, all the good, all the good. I mean, I've been guilty of that too. Because I've had some really difficult things happen in the past six months. And I haven't shared a lot of it. I've hinted at it, but I've not shared a lot of it. And a lot of it I can't share and I won't share. I'm going to be honest. But I also decided to kind of step back and not just do a highlight reel either. Because that wasn't authentic for me. It wasn't authentic to just post happy and smiley all the time because I was not happy and I was not smiling all the time. Now, I had a lot of great things happen. I did a lot of fun things the past six months, you know. There was still a lot of good and I wanted to share the good, but I also wanted to share in ways like, hey, life hasn't necessarily been easy either. And it's okay to have those seasons of life. And so we need to really remember that queens do not compare themselves to other queens. We lift each other up and we empower each other. We do not tear each other apart. We don't. And that's actually something I talk about in the episode that most recently released, episode 8, I believe, and it's the power of your voice. So today's April 28th, so that's when that would have dropped. But um, definitely check that one out because it's all about using your voice and stepping into your power and how powerful it is to find your voice. And I think when you step into yourself and you use your voice and you kind of own your own power, it really helps to decrease the comparison because you're so confident in yourself and in your own voice that you don't feel the need to listen to other people all the time. Okay, so comparison, we so often get in that comparison trap, but guys, queens do not compare. So next thing is changing your mindset. And a lot of this, all of this ties into changing your mindset, right? And I'm going to do a full episode about mindset and tools you can use to change your mindset. There's a lot of them out there, but a big part of it is changing the neurological webbing that you have in your brain. You can literally change like the neurotransmitters in your brain. You can change how they fire and you can create new neurological patterns to help you. And so she talks about how when you develop new neurological webbing, that's how you can create your new reality and thus create your new life. And so changing your mindset is huge. Changing your mindset to the mindset of a queen, the mindset of someone that does not compare herself to others, that does not constantly worry about what other people like, want and need, that is working on not just being a people pleaser, that is owning her own power, that is allowing herself to lean into her feminine side, that is having that queen mindset, that's leaning into her spirituality. All these things help change your mindset. And every time you take those action steps, it helps to change your mindset. Okay, and mindset is huge. Your mind 
and how it thinks really dictates a lot part a lot of your life, like a big part of your life. So if you're constantly having a negative mindset, you're probably going to have a negative life. I'm just going to be fucking honest with you. And I've noticed, I've gotten really sensitive to this since um, being more intentional about my mindset. I've noticed when people are are more negative or are constantly um, in a negative pattern of thinking. And it really affects me and I kind of hate it. I can't stand it nowadays, to be quite honest. And I have a low tolerance for it. So if I notice that um, people are low vibe, kind of like I was talking earlier, like I will separate myself. And it's hard, especially in like potentially work setting, right? It can be hard when maybe you can't necessarily step away, but you can also be the person that brings that positive, that positivity and that high vibes, right? So changing your mindset is really crucial. And another part of that, not only like positivity, but knowing that you are a queen, knowing that is the first step and changing your mindset to also knowing that like you are allowed to have those desires, whatever the desires on your heart are, they're probably placed there for a reason. Okay. They're probably placed there for a reason. Like I, I keep using this example, but like I was scared to start a podcast. Okay. But, and I didn't know why I was put on my heart. I did not know. And I mean this like in a humble way, but the amount of people that have reached out to me saying that this podcast has helped them. I'm like, Oh, that's why. That's why the desire was placed on my heart because it was something I was meant to do. And even if it only helps 20 people, 20 people is a classroom. It's not only 20 people. Even that mindset is terrible. That's helping 20 fucking people. That's 20 people I wasn't helping. Or maybe it'll be 500 people. Or maybe it'll be 1,000 people. Or maybe it'll be millions. I don't know. I don't know what this is going to turn into. I don't know. But I know that I changed my mindset. And I decided to go with the more positive outlook and the more positive um, thought patterns. Because I knew that staying in that limited mindset, I do not know what's going to happen. And so switching your mindset to more of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More of an open mindset, more of a um, possibilities driven mindset, more of a receiving mindset. It's huge. It's really huge. Um, And then she talks about changing your relationship with money. And that's huge. That's huge. And that's a difficult thing to do. It really is because a lot of us have money stories um, that we struggle with right? A lot of us have different ways that we have seen money or that we have learned about money that is typically not the most positive. There's a lot of negative stigma about money. And so something she says, and I think it's so true, is that queens need money to fulfill their mission. Imagine someone with a good heart has a million dollars, how much they can do with that million dollars. And there's a lot of talk nowadays, especially in the political sphere, about how negative it is to have money or like I almost feel like nowadays in our culture we're demonizing people who have wealth but guess what this is something Tony Robbins says money makes you more of who you already are so if you're kind of a crappy person and you get more money you're gonna just keep being more of a crappy person where if you're a giving kind person you're probably gonna be more giving and more kind like I've always had the desire to potentially be a foster parent or just to help children who maybe don't have parents, don't have families. Um, I forget what book it was, but there's a book I had to read in college all about, um, they like open an orphanage in Nepal and it was incredible. And I was like, God, I'd love to be able to help children like that. It's why I was a camp counselor for children with disabilities. Like I know that when I fulfill my, um, 
my monetary goals, some of them that I have, one thing I will be doing is donating a lot of money to that camp I worked at because it changes lives. It literally changes lives. So money just makes you more of who you are. And I think that's part of my mission is to be able to do those things. And guess what? You need money to do those things. If you are a generous person that has more money, you can do more good in this world. So let's stop Let's stop take like having such a negative mindset towards money because queens, we need money to fulfill our mission. And even if it's like, I need money to expand my business because guess what? Then I'm going to help more people with my business. It's all about community. It's all about how can you give back, right? And like, like Tony Robbins says, money just makes you more of who you are. Money doesn't change people. It just magnetizes or it magnifies. Sorry, that's probably a better word. It magnifies who you are already right? So the last little thing that she talks about is prioritizing pleasure. And so that can be in a lot of different ways. That can be pleasure with your partner. That can be pleasure just in your life daily, like the little things of pleasure, like going for a walk to start your day or your morning coffee bringing you joy. And so when you prioritize pleasure in your life, it will open you up to receiving and it will give you that spark of inspiration enjoy that you need to manifest the life of your desires okay that's something she says in the book and I think it is so true and she says when you are not prioritizing pleasure you are also not prioritizing your authentic self and that's so true because you know pleasure play joy all these things tie in together and you know pleasure can really just be something as simple as I like waking up naturally when the sun rises that brings me pleasure or that brings me joy or it can be you know what I used to love to paint I'm gonna take an art class that brings me joy and it's about and like then that art class maybe inspires you or it helps you manifest or it helps you come up with new things that you maybe wouldn't have thought of already right so prioritizing prioritizing pleasure in your life is freaking crucial for queens queens are not are not miserable Okay, people who have stepped into being a queen, they make pleasure a freaking priority. They make joy a priority because like, like she said, it helps inspire you. And I've noticed that I noticed that me prioritizing things that I know bring me pleasure helps me so much in my life and it helps me show up as the best version of myself. So that's why it's important. It's super duper important. And something else she says is, Queens have high standards. Like I said earlier, I have a whole episode about standards. It's episode seven, um, setting a standard for your life. Listen to it because queens, they have high standards. Queens do not tolerate bullshit, okay? So you have to be able to be good at having a standard in your life. And then the last like quote she said that I loved, she said, expect greatness, expect support, expect abundance, expect fascinating friends expect your soulmate expect center stage opportunities and expect to change people's lives queens change people change people's lives women that have stepped into being a queen typically change people's lives and it is okay to expect that greatness to expect that support and expect that abundance expect your soulmate expect great friends and guess what when people don't rise to that standard have those high standards Remove it from your life because that is not being a queen. It is not being a queen to let low vibe people into your life, right? And it is okay to expect all these things because we are allowed 
And like, not that you need my permission, but I'm going to give it to you anyways. You are allowed to have a beautiful and fulfilling and joyful life. You're fucking allowed. If anything, you're encouraged. And maybe not in today's traditional society. A lot of people actually seem to prioritize struggle. And like, oh, look at me. We like love victim culture nowadays. And that's a problem. Because queens are not victims. I'm going to tell you this right now. Queens do not see themselves as victims. And guess what? You can have a lot of shit happen in your life that in theory makes you a victim. But you can decide to make that actually your power. And step out of victimhood and into being a queen or the king of your life. Okay? And a lot of this, I do think, also happens with kings. Now, again, there's the divine masculine. It's a bit different. They have different needs. And I think that's just a fact. Okay? So, if you don't like it, turn this podcast off. But it's just how it is, guys. We have different needs. And being a queen, being the queen of your life, being the king of your life, it's going to help others. It's going to bring positivity in this world. So I just got really fired up because I love this concept of being a queen. I have noticed that stepping into being a queen in my own life has brought so much joy and I have freaking loved it. So you are worthy. You are worthy of you are worthy of being the queen of your own life. You deserve it. You deserve to live a big, joyful life. And I know that each and every one of you can do that. So If you're a guy that has listened to this whole podcast, good for you. Honestly, I would recommend sharing this podcast or sharing the book or both with the women in your life because we need more queens in this society. We need you guys to step up and be the queen of your own life. Because like I said, queens do not tear others down. Queens empower each other. And we need more empowered women running this fucking society because we will set the world on fire in a great way. Okay, y'all. I love y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in. Like I said, read the book, Audacity to Be a Queen by Gina DeVee. It is incredible. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I'll put the other things I referenced in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our community. Don't forget to check the show notes for resources that I shared in today's episode and of course to connect with me on social. You can find me at Instagram at erica.vishkalis. You can also find me on Facebook at ericavishkalis. I always love hearing from you, so leave a comment, leave a review, shoot me a DM, let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about. And don't forget to tag me if you share the episode with your friends or with your family or on your story. If you want to hear more empowering content, then make sure to hit subscribe and hit the notification bell so you know when our next episode drops. I cannot wait to share more with you. I will see you next week and don't forget to stay empowered.